Echo, 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 echo. You know, these caves don't echo as much as I was hoping. Oh, hello, Echo. I mean, person who has joined me here in the Citanium Mine. On this episode, we are going to be talking about echo generation. And you know, you might be thinking to yourself, hey, longtime listener of the show. Hi, Doug. You might remember that I actually talked a little bit about Echo Generation when I was discussing the demos I played during Summer Game Fest. And I did, and I, it was a pretty long demo, actually. It was a couple hours I probably played in it. But this is the actual game itself, and now I get to talk about it in a little bit more detail because I was able to play far beyond those hours. Uh, for several hours, even, I would say that probably about, you know, 8 to 10 hours in. Uh, but that might be all the time I spend with it. Now I get to explain to you why. So Echo Generation tries to be, in many ways, an homage to, like, the Earthbounds of the day. It's uh, an RPG, but it's set in kind of this weird modern suburbia. Uh, it has these voxel graphics to try and give you that illusion of the past as well. Uh, I had recently talked about Moonglow Bay. This is not nearly as chunky, so it is not as prevalent, but it is still that general art style. You can pick your character at the beginning from a wide variety of different models, but the storyline is still basically the same. Uh, you are, you know, a kid in almost a Stranger Things kind of neighborhood, and some strange things are happening, and now you got to take your little sister, and eventually, you know, like a cat, and maybe a robot, or one of a bunch of other little companions, with you, on a quest to figure out what's going on. Now, it is a kind of a matter-of-fact way of going about this game, because there's, like, obviously aliens, and, you know, killer robots... And the spirits of the dead roaming the halls of a school, which is actually one of the scariest parts of this game. And everybody's kind of matter-of-fact about the whole thing. I, it, it's kind of hilarious for that very reason. It's like, yeah, the kids are fighting the raccoons again, so that's happening. <laughs> what are you gonna do, kids being kids? It's like the 80s, <laughs> whenever this is supposed to take place. You gotta give it a lot of credit for its general themes, right? Like, in that respect, it does something really unique and interesting. This is like a turn-based RPG, it is reminiscent of a lot of the old-school stuff, and it has this unique setting that you don't see a lot. You know, modern-day suburbia, or maybe 80s suburbia, I still can't quite tell what they were envisioning, but small-town America essentially being your setting for this game. lot different than your high fantasy or your sci-fi that you usually get into, or dystopic fiction, which is also very popular. This is a little dystopian, it's a little sci-fi, it's got a little bit of fantasy elements to it, but it's really focused on the fact that those are all happening in your everyday humdrum existence in suburbia. Very neat idea. Very cool. The art style is reminiscent and kind of harkens back to that era as well, which is the reason why I'm kind of thinking that this was supposed to be 80s inspired. There's not a lot of new tech in it either, so uh, it, it kind of lends itself to that. But that is beside the point. The point is you get to fight raccoons. And also a giant robot clown. 
and also like space worms, and you meet a little alien squid thing. There's a lot going on here. And I think that that's kind of the problem is that the cohesive narrative is not there. It's a random bunch of things that you do. The way the game is structured is also very interesting. You would get the impression that it's kind of open world. You know, you're able to kind of go around different areas, do different things. But then you start to realize as you're actually playing that you are sort of held to do a certain number of things in certain ways. Uh, For instance, there is a whole other section of the map that you need to get to. You can't really do that until you get a bus pass. You can't get a bus pass until you complete certain quests. Then you can go to that other area. There are certain things that you have to do and storylines that you have to go to before characters move, you wake up the next day, and can access other areas of the map. So they are actually taking you to different places and opening up the map as you go through the missions. One of the most clever ways that they do this is by the trading system with the guy who actually invents things, the uh, the local engineer who's working on some neat projects. Uh, you go to his place and he's like, oh yeah, those are the bolt cutters. Oh, I could really use bolt cutters. Yeah, but in order to get the bolt cutters, you have to get this thing for me. Yeah. Oh, here's a here's the bus pass, for instance. Well, you can have that bus pass, but you have to get something for me first. And go figure. In order to get that thing, you have to complete a certain quest line. You have to go to a certain area. So, in order to get to the next thing that you want to get to, which is walled off because you don't have the right item, you have to go on this quest, and there's that's just the way it is. So now you do actually have a very specific order of operation in the game. Now, the thing that is a little bit annoying about the combat when I originally played the demo was that it had the button pressing, like the the timed button pressing during combat. That is still there, both on the offense and the defense, Uh, but, but it does become a little bit easier when you unlock new skills because a lot of the uh, newer skills, the better skills that you have, have a simpler process to that. Uh, Some of them are just simply mashing the button. Uh, Some of them are, you know, just hit it when the two stars align. I found that the later ones actually were easier to pull off than some of the ones at the start. So that's helpful. Uh, It's not like the button just all of a sudden flashes on screen and then it's gone and you have to just wait for it. No, uh, there's some that actually show you what's going on and you have some time to really figure out how to precisely press those buttons. The defense aspect, still incredibly annoying, especially when you start to get to some of the boss battles. And I think one of my biggest problems that I had with Echo Generation is that it feels like the majority of the game is just the boss battles. You have to grind a lot back and forth with different characters in order to get to levels where you can deal with some of the bosses that they throw at you. And unfortunately, because it's so boss battle heavy or major battle heavy, you get to these stumbling blocks where it's like, I don't think there's anything else I can do. It doesn't feel like there's anything else to fight or any other quests to go on until I deal with this giant mythical creature that I have to deal with. And when you start to get into that aspect of it, that is really when I tuned out. Because I started to figure out, like, okay, well, I was able to deal with this thing after trying a few times. 
that's something. But now I've got these these other things that I have to fight. And I have this very difficult battle over here, but I have this very difficult battle over here. I have to pick one or the other, and it doesn't seem like I am capable of either dealing with this giant thing that can area attack my entire party, or this mass of, like, ground bugs that... Uh, just overwhelm me with sheer numbers and keep calling in reinforcements. I would have liked a little bit more optional stuff that you can do in the meantime so that I could actually level up or get better equipment or, you know, just get better stuff. E even the health items that you get in the game are pretty far and few between, so... If you find that your fairly limited health is getting drained away very quickly, uh, there aren't even all that many options for you to heal yourself during combat. You can eat a sandwich. It's the ham sandwich thing again. But you're probably not going to stumble across a lot of those. You can buy them in stores, but they're pretty expensive for the amount of money that you're usually getting. You know, echo generation is an interesting concept, uh, you know, just because it's kind of this weird suburban landscape with some interesting things going on. But even your main characters don't really have much of a storyline or personality you're kind of projecting onto them. The other characters that are in the game are just there for the most part. And so you don't really have any kind of personal connection with a lot of them. And its focus on having those large battles kind of takes away from being able to progress in the game. It feels like there's just these blockades from one section to another and you have to overcome them and there's very little else you can do until you deal with this giant threshold monster in your way. And... That just kind of turned me off at a certain point. I did like the fact that it envisions a game in very much the same way as like a Stranger Things or other classic like 80s fiction and that it's trying to recapture that and I do like that but the general way that the game plays uh, its reliance on having to do defensive button pressing and all of that, and its over-reliance on the large battles that you might not really be acclimated to fight by the time you encounter them, kind of holds it back for me from being the kind of thing that I'd want to play to the end. So I wasn't really sure what I would suggest as an alternative to Echo Generation... Uh, I started looking up games like Echo Generation to see, and it was interesting because they suggest things like Slay the Spire, which I have actually played, uh, or Knights and Bikes, which I did attempt to play, and I can understand why the similarities are there, but I didn't necessarily want to recommend them. I mean, Slay the Spire is, is a perfectly fine game, but it's really more of a roguelike than anything else. I don't really think that it's similar enough. But then I saw that Costume Quest came up, and I was like, actually, that is probably one of the most similar ones to this game that I had played. Uh, Costume Quest is a very interesting little game from Double Fine. It's a turn-based uh, RPG where you are kids out on 
Halloween going door to door to try and get candy, but then there are some goblins that might show up and you have to fight them so that you can, uh, you know, get your candy and stop the goblin invasion from coming down upon you. And the way that you do this is by putting on different kinds of costumes. And so you'll have a knight costume and a, uh, an astronaut costume, etc. And when you get into the battlefield, you actually turn into the things that you are in costume for. And those all have special skills. It's a really neat concept. It's a very cute concept. And, uh, you know, you, you get to go around this village and take a bunch of candy. And that's always fun, too. Uh, there's not a lot to say about it. Uh, it does also have a very similar problem, though, to... Echo Generation, which is at a certain point, the difficulty of the enemies just ramps up so much that I stopped playing. Like, it, it, there, there, was, there was this learning curve where it's like, oh yeah, the first couple areas are really easy to get into, and then all of a sudden, nope, these, these are going to be a lot harder for you. Sorry, sorry kiddo. And uh, I, I started to think maybe this wasn't necessarily for me, but I liked the concept a lot. I liked the, uh, the humor and the setting of it very neat. The, the ideas behind it are very good. Double Fine is terrific when it comes to personality. And Costume Quest has tons of that. Okay, I'm going to just keep trying to make an echo in this cave, which apparently has a lot of sound dampening technology. I don't know how that happened, but I have a, this is a very, this is the Citanium mine. This isn't a regular mine. The echo, 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 echo. Yeah, that's not how echoes work. Echo? Echo, echo. Where'd you go? Hello? Okay, okay, I guess I'm just echoing by myself now. Terrific. 